This Christmas, feel joy, gift joy and send them joy with the perfect gift at Arnott's. Explore an endless array of gifting that will bring joy to everyone on your list. Shop Irish at the Christmas market, support emerging new businesses with Pitch 22 or find something extra special from one of our world-class brands. Shop in-store and online at arnott's.ie. Welcome back to Mama Minute. I am your host, Kelly. And I am the co-host, Austin. And today is April Fool's Day. So tell me about your pranks, Austin. This morning on the way to school, Jack told me, prank me on the way to school as many times as you can. And I said, (laughs) it's kind of tough to prank you when you know what's going on. Right, when you ask for it. Yeah, so then but we went down the road and I put my truck in neutral and I acted like the gas pedal broke and I pulled off into a side lot. And I said, shit. And I was like really apparently upset. And he was like, this is an April Fool's joke. I just know it. And I said, listen to the gas. I'm pushing the gas pedal. And he could hear it rev. And then he goes, oh, this is kind of crazy because the other day the brake pedal went out in a car I was in and now the gas pedal Wait, this. what? Yeah. He, <laughs> he said, said that. that. Yeah. And then he goes, now your gas pedal is going out. And I said, yeah. And I, and so anyways, I got him to where they both believed it hardcore. And then I Whose screamed. Whose brake pedal was going out? I don't know. And then I screamed April Fool's and drove off and they were like, Kennedy goes, no, we're going to be late for school. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. Oh, geez. Yeah. They pranked me by changing my, uh, my profile uh, picture on Netflix. Kennedy came up to me the other night and said to me, Hey, Daddy, I need your help. I need your help doing an April Fool's prank on you and Mommy. <laughs> I'm serious. You want to know what they changed it to? I just I just now went to look for it because I knew that that's what they did. Kennedy was like, oh, it's terrible. It's nasty. It's terrible. The Netflix. It's, and this is the little Netflix icon for like yeah, kids. Yeah, for like Kelly, your profile. Yeah, yeah. It's just a pink and white. I know it's just a little cartoon it's figure. Not, yeah. It's not bad at all. Jack told me he wanted me to keep you off of Netflix, so because he pranked you good to like delete my whole profile. Freaking idiots! Oh, jeez, Louise, these kids. Kids are idiots. Gotta love them though. <sighs> yeah. What did Kennedy say the other day? Um, oh, I guess it was about the it was about the pranking. Like I need help. Yeah, pranking I just said you. That. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, I have a crazy story for you that's gonna blow your mind. Are okay. you ready? Yeah. Okay, so Lauren Handy, have you heard of this person? Negative. Okay, this honestly could probably be like a mama mystery topic because it's it's kind of true crime related, but it blew my mind. And I don't think there's really enough content to like write a whole episode about it, but I want to talk to you about it. So here we are. Lauren Handy. She is an anti-abortion activist, okay? She was just recently indicted on charges from when she created this blockade to an abortion clinic. So back in October of 2020, Lauren called this clinic and made an appointment under an alias named like Hazel Jenkins or something. And when she arrived for this fake appointment, her and like a team of friends bombarded the employees in there, pushed them into a back room. One nurse apparently sprained her ankle. They chained the doors, like they changed, chained themselves together and like created a block, a blockade so people couldn't come in through the doors. So like patients with actual appointments couldn't even come inside. 
They were trying to stop the abortions. Yes. One of the people in this uh, team, I guess, was streaming the whole thing on Facebook Live and said, quote, the rescuers are doing their job. They're not allowing women to enter the abortion clinic. As long as they're in there, no women can go in to kill their children, end quote. Kind of aggressive, but whatever. I'm not going to get on the topic of, like, is abortion okay or is it not okay? I feel like that's a taboo thing. I don't want to... Like, I just don't want to get into that on this episode, but I do want to say... I take these episodes political and we have to re-record them all the time. Yeah, I, I don't want to get on the politi- political side there, okay? But I do want to talk about what happened yesterday. So, yesterday, the Metropolitan Police Department from... She lives out in, like, Washington, D.C. They were responding to a tip about potential biohazardous material at a home in Southeast Washington on Wednesday. So they go in, it's Lauren's home. It turns out to be Lauren Handy's home and they start bringing out bags and coolers. Any guess as to what's in the coolers? No, no fetuses. Oh, she had been storing fetuses. They collected at least five Man, from her home. People are so effed up. That is like a nightmare. Is that not insane? <sighs> Did she get arrested? Holes. I'm just kidding. Are you shitting me? <laughs> no. Was this fake no, or no, what? It's real. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're an idiot. Is this real or not? It's, it's very real. But you believed that it was a joke because of how asinine it is, right? But it's real. It's real. You can Google it. I just, I had to because it's April. <laughs> okay. So. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing ar- about dead babies. I'm obviously not laughing about Did she get arrested? That. She's been arrested, but she must have posted bail or something because she's posting to her Facebook, sharing the article about herself getting, first of all, indicted on the charges for what happened back in October of 2020, but then also about the five fetuses being found in her home and taken out of her home. So then she's getting like bombarded with comments of people being like, you are sick. You need help. You need counseling. What is wrong with you? Like, yeah, rightfully so. So I scrolled back on her page, and on March 23rd, she posted to her Facebook that, quote, on March 9th, myself and fellow activists gained access to University of Washington's fetal organ labs and freezers. We saw bags filled with aborted baby body parts that will be used in experimentations all across the universities in America. It was very hard to process what we were all seeing. Shock, anger, disgust, and overwhelming sense of acute grief. Rows and rows of bags filled with dead babies. This is like For myself, it was too much. A complete sensory overload. I wanted to die, end quote. So that's what she shared to her, her personal Facebook. So I can only assume that she took some of them and brought them home. And is claiming that she was helping. <sighs> like, uh, what? What a weirdo. I, I'm so confused. So... You're not for the abuse or the the termination of pregnancies, but you're willing to take the fetuses and put them in bags and coolers and keep them in your own house so that what they can just decompose naturally. Like how how horrific is that? You know, the only thing I can think of. So I I, I kind of relate it to like when when somebody has a rare disease or a rare tumor or something and they they donate their body to science. At least it wasn't all for nothing, right? Maybe it can teach. Maybe this can be like a teachable moment or or research can be done to hopefully help someone out in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Well, instead of allowing that process to happen, she's just like, no, they're better off in my garage. Mm. 
freaking weird. So weird. What is wrong with people? And you know, like, here's the thing. I believe that like you should stand for something. And I think it's important to, you know, stand for things that are important to you and that you feel are right. But when you go so far in one extreme direction, you almost end up like on the other side. Like you, mm-hmm. you end up more like you're just so far that you're crazy. It's radical. It's so radical mm-hmm. that like nobody, then you start losing credibility. It's hard to take you seriously. So I said, I, I always take these political and then we have to re-record them, but I won't go political, but I'm just saying it's kind of like how there used to be the right and the left. Mm-hmm. And the problem is now the right has gone so far right and people on the left have gone so far left. And so now people don't even want to identify with a party because Mm -hmm. people are so radical Mm -hmm. on one way or the other. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I think being that way is not a good thing. So I feel like I recently saw this when I posted about the Will Smith and Chris Rock slap heard around the world, which... You know, my friend just made a really good point. There is a war happening currently, and people are so focused on this Oscars slap. Like, it's it went on, it's been going on for over a week now, I think, or almost a week, and people are still talking about it incessantly. Posts keep coming up day after day. What baffles me, though, is that I feel like this is pretty black and white. You shouldn't slap somebody just because they said something that upset you. Like... I feel like that's pretty black and white, right? Mm-hmm. But people who are just on a different side, maybe even a politically different side, will disagree with you just because they're afraid of losing their position on that side. So people are so far left that they're almost ending up on like the other side. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I get what you're saying. I don't and have a lot to say about the slap because you know how I feel about it. I, I question if it was even staged and like mm-hmm. just to distract. Yeah. And there was a massive... Um, tax hikes and stuff released the day after. Mm-hmm. And so the whole internet, instead of paying attention to shit that will actually affect your life. Yeah, what is it, like $5.8 trillion or something it's just, suggested yeah. tax, in, or tax increase? It's all kinds of different tax increases of all sorts. And, and instead of the world talking about that, which is actually going to potentially affect their life, they're worried about the Chris Rock and uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah, Ren and I mean, Stimpy. seriously, Ren and Stimpy. I, who cares? Who I think it was fake cares? anyway, so I don't really care. I, it amazes me that there's even that much to talk about when it comes to that. Like Jaden Will Smith are weirdos. That, they're really weird. They have like, like open marriage, but like they don't. But like he hasn't. His balls are in her purse, and she controls his life, and it's just weird shit. I don't have any interest in talking about any of them anymore. Okay. Um, anyway, so on to the this next. This is the daddy minute. <laughs> this is the daddy minute. I had somebody tell me that. It's more like the daddy over. minute. You talked a lot, and I was like, yep. You have been getting so many reviews on Mama Mystery. Um, we've been getting reviews. We've been getting comments, messages. People like you. Yep. What do you, what do you think about that? really appreciate it. Are you shocked? Nope. You know, at first, I, it's so funny. Because, like, you are very, you have a strong personality, right? And I had a feeling there were some episodes where I was, like, like, cringing a little bit. Like, how are people going to perceive that? I think people have gotten pretty used to you. I think when people first hear the episodes with me, they're, like, he's an idiot. Like, did you see the person that said he needs to go and then they updated their review? And then they commented to me? Yep. And she said, I hope I didn't hurt your feelings. You didn't. I'm I'm pretty tough-skinned. But I just, yeah. Yeah, I responded to that one. I loved that she went back and changed her review. That was so awesome. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that was awesome if you're listening. Um, Yeah. So 
I wanted to talk about this because I thought it was a funny story. And I think that a lot of moms are going to relate to this. Okay. We're shifting from daddy minute to mama minute now. Go Back to mama minute. I'm taking the reins. Okay. So obviously there's been this stomach bug going around and it, I feel like it's hitting everyone really hard. And, and it's like ha- a 24 hour. Yeah. It like comes on with a vengeance and then it's gone within like 24 hours. Well, it hit our house a few weeks ago. Our son Jack got it first and he woke up at like 5.30 in the morning, which is which I was already up. I was out in the living room and he comes through the kitchen and I'm like, what are you doing up? Because he never wakes up early. He's mm-hmm. like the last one to get up. And he was all cheery and he's like, oh, my stomach just kind of was cramping. And I was like, okay. Well, 20 minutes later, he goes to the bathroom and... He vomits because he's got this bug and he vomits so hard that it comes out the other end also all over the floor. Okay. Moms, I know you deal with this like on a, on a frequent basis. So I don't think I'm losing any any of you, but I go clean it, clean it up. At this point, I'm like, oh my God. Okay. I'm flustered. I have like a, I think Augie was only a few weeks old at that point. So I was just like, trying to keep him away from the mess, but I'm trying to mop up diarrhea off the floor. Like it was just chaos. Right. So I put Jack in the shower. You were still asleep. Like understandably. So it was like five o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. but, um, I was trying my best to keep everything under control in my, in this haze. Right. So I give Jack a shower and then I put him on the toilet because he says he's he feels like he's going to puke again. So I set him up in front of the toilet so that he can puke so into he the can toilet. Puke into the toilet. And then I laid a towel down under his bottom and he so was, that he could poop onto the towel. The kid was shitting all over the floor. <laughs> and then Kelly runs to bring Augie to daycare and I walk in the other room and I about puke because I hear it hitting the towel and I walk in and he, I mean I'm going to puke talking about it. We're going to lose listeners. He's shitting on the towel and puking into the toilet, and I'm sitting there like about to puke and also going, what the hell, Kelly? Why don't you flip him around and put a trash can in his hands? And I throw the towel in the trash and walk him to a different bathroom, and he sits down on the toilet and puked in a trash can. Ding dong. I do not know why I didn't think of that. I literally, I was, that's what I'm trying to say. I was in such a, like, dazed. I feel like moms will relate. Yeah. Yes. And, and mind you, so yes, I rushed to get Augie to daycare. I was like, get him out of here. And then mm-hmm. I went to CVS to f- see if I could find some, like, Imodium or something to help his tummy. And then... I still, at that point, it still hadn't registered until finally I get home and you were like, why did you put a towel under him, Kelly? Oh, like, man. It made me want to puke. No and in my head, I was like, I plan on just throwing the towel away. Like, no harm, no foul. Like, was mm. that not the normal thing to do? <laughs> mm, no, not the normal thing to oh do. Oh, my gosh. I mean... But but I felt for Kelly because she was handling so much in the morning, so I couldn't give her too much shit. And initially I did and got kind of upset, and now you laugh about it. No, I don't even think I got upset. I think I laughed because I really was like, what was I thinking? I don't know what I was thinking. I just, it was like so quick. It all happened so fast. And I was just like, yeah, throw a, throw a potty pad under him. I don't know. <laughs> like he's a dog. So weird. <gasps> so anyway, um, it ended up going through our whole house. Everybody ended up catching it, except for Augie. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Augie never did get it. Thank God. But mm-hmm. yeah, I know a lot of people are struggling with that right now. So that's a bummer. But So big, it- big pro tip. Sit on the toilet. You can live hand. Yeah, take it from me. So there's a tip for you. And then I'm going to leave you with one more tip. 
So I posted this the other day because I think it's important. It's good advice. And I don't know who needs to hear it, but this is on a serious note. We had this conversation the other day because one of our friends brought up that he was thankful that he knows us, that he has worked with us and like developed this relationship with us. It was just like a, it was a sweet conversation. It was a genuine conversation. And it essentially went into how you are the accumulation of who you surround yourself with. So when you surround yourself with positive people, hardworking people, people who celebrate your wins and support you through the losses, you you find that your life starts improving, improving, getting 100%. better, feeling better. It's more positive. It's easier to find the wins, right, than focus on the losses. Similarly, though, when you surround yourself with negative people, people who love sitting in that victim mentality or just constantly complain about circumstances that they do have the capability of changing, they just don't, then I feel like that's a really toxic and poisonous characteristic to have in a friend. And it starts infecting your own life and your relationships and your work and everything. So on that note, I just want to put it out there to be mindful who you surround yourself with, who you choose to spend your time with, because it really does affect all the other aspects in your life. And when you surround yourself with positive people, you find that your life gets more positive. Mm -hmm. I'll add something to it. Yeah. And a lot of times you get caught up in hanging out around the same old friends that you've been friends with for a long time. And so you think that you're, you naturally have to stay friends with those people. But the fact is, whenever you are hopefully, you know, people, you know how people say, you've changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The goal, that's the goal. I want to change. Mm -hmm. I want to run into people from high school that say I've changed because I'm not trying to be the same person I was or three years ago. Like Mm -hmm. the goal is to continue changing and, um, becoming better at whatever it is in life. And I'm not just talking about financially. I'm talking about your relationships, your friendships. But my point is, is that. People, I feel like, get caught in this like mental trap that they put themselves in of like, well, I've been friends with that person for years, so I, I have to be delicate around them, and I have to. But it's not the case. Like you can you can change, and like if you're growing, you will leave people behind. And it's if they're no, uncomfortable I don't even think with you that, leave people behind. People get left behind because they're yeah, not growing. Also, correct. And and if you hang out around people and they don't. If they don't get happy for you or they don't celebrate your wins or they – ultimately when you level up in any sort of way, a happier relationship, a happier situation in life, money, whatever, people will either be happy for you or they're going to feel lesser than. They feel inferior to you because – you're you're doing better than them. Mm-hmm. You have a happier relationship, whatever it is. And so I just think your point is very good because I 100% believe you're, you're who you surround yourself around. But I also think that you need to be mindful of your long-time friends because they're not always like – you don't have to be friends with that person forever. Just like you don't have to live in the same house forever. Just like you don't – like – Everything like in life you can take, take care. You want to. This is like cheesy and gets into health, but the only thing you can't change in your whole entire life is your is your health, your body. You could trade your car, you could trade your friends, you could trade your spouse, you could trade your house, all of it. You can't get rid of your body, and so not to go off on a tangent there, but it's just that's my point. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Hopefully that made sense. Well, in like your mental state, like you can't trade your happiness, right? Like you can. You can do things to affect it and change it. But, you know, I think it's important to take inventory of the people that you surround yourself with. Similarly, like what you're saying, you know, evaluate those long-term friendships. If if people aren't filling your cup, then, like, do you really want to keep them around? Mm -hmm. Um, Similarly, when you have family, I feel like people always say... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
oh, blood is thicker than water or whatever, or they, they make this excuse that you have to keep family involved because they're family. Which family is such Family is horseshit. what's binding you. I completely disagree. With it's me a or lo- with, oh, with that this saying? Yeah, no, with okay. that saying. Okay. I think family is a lottery. And- I think family is the genetic lottery. Yes. Congrats, you're related. It doesn't mean anything. No. If, and you know what? If you choose to be close with those people or if you vibe with them, then great. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you're going to have a wedding and they're like, are you going to invite the person you don't get along with all no you don't have to invite everyone in your family just because right it's boundaries it's respecting your boundaries it's setting boundaries and making sure people respect those boundaries and just because you're family it doesn't give you a right to disrespect those boundaries or to you know try to interfere with that Mm -hmm. so yeah i feel like those two like friendships and family kind of go hand in hand like you do have a choice here of who you surround yourself with just because their family does not mean that they have any special rights or licenses to be a douche also former soccer player hope solo just got busted for a dwi with two kids in the car which led to additional child abuse charges did that just come up on your phone yeah that's nuts that's really disappointing that's crazy anyways well okay well this was kind of like a up and down like a little bit of a Bummer, not like it was just kind of a roller coaster of an episode. But I think we're trying to figure out mom a minute, and I think you need to message Kelly and tell us if you're liking it or not. Tell us what you like, tell me what you don't like respectfully, and so that I can like have some feedback because I like having feedback. You want to know, actually, this is kind of funny. I am going to tell this story. It reminds me, this moment reminds me of when I was having August and my epidural was so strong that they were like, push. And I'm like, I think I am pushing, but can you like give me some feedback? Tell me if it's enough. Is it too much? Like, tell me what to do. And out he popped and I tore. So there, I had like no direction. I need direction, guys. I need you to tell me if I'm pushing hard enough, if I'm pushing not enough. But when you pushed, Let he, he still know. came out. So maybe you don't need direction. We just keep pushing. No, I, I would have loved to avoid tearing. That's for another episode. Tell the whole world, Jesus, (laughs) Mama, Mystery, House. See you later.